Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hey everyone, this is Jamie Jo Wright here at Madlet Musings, and super happy to have my good friend Natalie Walters here. Hey Natalie. Hey Jamie Jo. Oh. <laughs> Am I the only you one who calls you Jamie Jo? No, some people do, but you you always do the Jamie Jo. It's like it's got like a it's, it's a thing in our house, you know. Like if I'm like Tony's <laughs> like, who are you texting? And I'm like Jamie Jo, and he's like Jamie Jo. <laughs> so in our house. You're yeah. James Joe. <laughs> James Joe. Yeah, James that's Joe. yeah. Nobody calls me that with that kind of inflection, but that's okay. <laughs> I like it. I can leave that to the Walters family. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but you are almost my book launch day sister. Almost, but we're off by a week. Yeah, um, I, I decided to come a week late. Yeah, what's with that? Like an that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Need your own day. You didn't want to share it, I guess. That's right. But yeah, so you have Blind Trust, which is book three of the Snap Agency coming mm-hmm. out. So that's cool. And is, this is the last book in that trilogy, correct? It is. It is. The final the final book, it comes to a close. I'm sad. I'm trying not to talk about, I'm trying not to think about it. Like people oh, are like, yeah. oh, I'm so sad. I'm like, don't talk about it. Stop talking about it. Like it's like, it's okay. I think when you have these characters live in your brain for so long, they right. become, it feels to me like they're real. Like I could yeah. walk in someplace and I could see these, these characters in real life. And mm-hmm. so to feel like I'm saying no to them or saying goodbye to them is really yeah. sad. Yeah. And then you start wondering about your own mental health at that point. Yes. I mean, I'm sad I've, to say goodbye I've to people wondering about that because I've just given in <laughs> to the reality. That okay. Yeah. It is what it is at this point. I, I'm just going to hear voices for the rest of my life. And that's just how it goes. Right. The care, yeah. I mean, I would really like, I think about like, if I ever had to take a polygraph test and they were like, do you hear voices? <laughs> I would have to be like, well, yes. And then I'd be like, what do they say to you? They tell me stories about how they're like going to take over the country. They're going to kill people. <laughs> I will not become a police officer anytime soon. <laughs> Natalie goes on every watch list in the world. Yes, she's um, taken into a padded room. <laughs> as long as they serve me meals, I'll be happy. Right? Why not? And you have a book to read, so yes. if you don't, you can just read it in your head because they're still right. speaking to you. All I would do, if I could just do a wall, like all that white space, you could just write like stories. Oh, on yeah. I mean, you know, maybe they're totally like doing a disservice to certain people, and maybe they're just uh, authors that have been locked up. Yeah. for really bad reasons yeah. but yeah anyway yeah. before we re- we digress too much <laughs> we're going down that rabbit trail Woo-hoo, that was fun um so tell us a little bit about blind trust this is the story of i'm trying to remember the characters lila, lila and garcia. garcia yes yeah. that's right okay yeah. so tell us a little bit about what they are going to experience at the hand of natalie walter's pen <laughs> really they tortured me in this story, oh okay be okay honest. that's yeah. fair um so if anybody has read the first um books in this series they have seen lila and garcia's um story kind of progress they kind of have had um 
feelings for each other. They both kind of just tolerate each other. Lila likes getting under Garcia's skin. He can, he just, you know, likes to, mm-hmm. you know, takes, you know, a stand against her rowdiness. And so this final book is sort of the climatic um, genesis of their relationship. So they okay. um, are now forced to sort of recognize whether or not they can be together. So Lila gets, um, is threatened uh, by somebody that she has put into um, jail. And so instead of just like letting it go or letting the you know police department handle it or whatever, Lila is like, nope, I'm going to figure out what why this is happening. I'm going to go after it. And then of course, Garcia has no other option but to be at her side and help protect her. And uh-huh. so Lila's sort of um, impulsive risk-taking drives, you know, Garcia nuts because he's worked with explosives and he's under he understands the the ramifications of you know acting without thinking and so right this story really just pushes them to ch- to address their shortcomings that they have with each other with themselves mm-hmm. and figure out if they are gonna make it yeah yeah sounds They're good so i love it that sounds great <laughs> that's such a good like succinct synopsis too you did a really good job of just oh, this thank is what you. the story yeah, about know, it's, I feel like it's you know I love this I love the story I did not like writing it because they were two of the hardest characters just okay. as stubborn as they were with each other they were stubborn with me with like you. trying to get mm-hmm. them to like you know open up about themselves and in yeah. fact when I tried to push the romance part too fast Mm-hmm. My early reader was like, nope, nope, they don't feel that yet. Nope, nope. I actually did like a whole reel on that because I was like, I had so many nopes, like, nope, nope, that's nope. too fast, that's too soon. And because I just I wanted to get get them to that point where they're like, okay, mm-hmm. you guys love each other. Like push them together, make them kiss each other's faces. Mm-hmm. And that is just not their personality as characters. And so yeah. it was not, you know, authentic to who they were. And so um, I, I had to wait and it was painful, but it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. So the book has them falling in love eventually, even though they're stubborn and, you know, solving all the world's problems and saving everybody from the apocalypse. Yeah. Cause you always have like intense storylines too. I mean, you don't just, you know, hi, here's Lila and here's Garcia and we need to somehow fit them together. It's like, let's throw them into mass chaos and everything that could possibly make their lives worse. We're going to times it by 10. Yeah. I don't really know how to do uncomplicated. Mm-mm, you don't. <laughs> like complicated just seems to be the way that my brain operates. Like it feels like when someone tells me like, okay, just make the story simple to me. I read that as flat, like the story is, yeah. flat. there's no depth to it. And mm-hmm. I think, um, I just don't know how, I feel like there has to always be reason and things tugging and pulling. And, and so, and this, this story really does. Cause I wrote a, um, the prequel novella initium. I had written that very early on in the series and decided to use that as like an introduction to the characters and the team. And then did not realize it until I started writing this book that it was all going to connect. So it's the first time I've ever connected like an overarching story okay. to like, you know, bring them, bring it all together. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But it was, it, so it turned into be a lot, to be a lot more complicated than I had imagined, <laughs> but it wrapped up very well. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So when readers pick up the book, they are going to find these characters and complexities. Um, what, what was like your favorite 
part about this difficult book that you had to write? Like, was there anything fun that you researched or you were like, whoa, that was kind of cool. Um, so I re so one of the things I thought was kind of cool researching was, um, so, uh, Garcia is an explosives expert. Uh, he okay. was in the military as an EOD officer, and now he is the weapons guy, um, in the team. And I had to look up like how to make a bomb. And so oh, I, it's not like, it, yeah. and so, you are yeah. definitely flagged. Just all, throw that out there. all of the watch, all of the watch lists. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so what I did not know is that there are actually competitions, um, around the country on how to disarm a bomb. Oh, okay. And so that was actually really helpful for me when I'm describing the bomb or whatever, and I'm describing weapons on how, okay. okay wires and and weights and you know trip trip lines and things like yeah. that that was really that was really interesting to me because I was able to actually find something that was on there right um, and then being able to kind of like dig a little bit deeper and looking at how um the evolution of like uh explosive devices has ha you know changed from different like you know wars you know overseas desert storm mm -hmm. you know and to current yeah. day how that's changed and so yeah um, how that happened. So that was, that was a lot of fun. And then I think, um, I also, there's a scene where, um, the, uh, Lila invites everyone. She's, uh, she comes from, she has a very, uh, strong family legacy and they do, um, uh, they did fox hunts, but now fox hunts are kind of frowned upon because of, you know, right. animal cruelty and stuff like that. So now they do what's called a drag hunt. And it's basically like they take the scent of like a fox or whatever okay. out and then everybody goes and does like, it's the sporting sporting part of it. Right, and right. So it was really fun to be able to kind of learn about that and to imagine my team out there, you know, with each different personality on a That's horse funny. or whatever, being able to do that. So it was fun to, to kind of create those scenes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And I suppose um, that would just provide more platform for competition and stubbornness between your two oh for sure like they they're there's a little <laughs> banter between the two of them before they take off and you're just like oh it's got it's it's on <laughs> it's on it is on between Lila yeah. and Garcia there yeah. you go <laughs> that's pretty awesome so when you were writing the book did you have um like a faith element that you were adding into the book or is there a struggle that your characters are going through that readers will be able to yeah, so I think so they they have so I think between Lila and Garcia, their struggle is different, but mimics each other in different in in the ways that it's speaking to them. So um Garcia carries some guilt for his uh, you know situation in his past and having this whole, you know, I've done something wrong and I have suffered the consequences of this, and I want to prevent Lila from having to go through the same thing that I have. Mm -hmm. Um and so his personality his his uh struggle is to try to control her to change her and then realizing okay. I can't I can't change her because this is who she is so now I have to figure out how I can adapt to her personality or whatever mm -hmm. and where I feel like with Lila's storyline for her there's a lot of um I had to really think about what would drive somebody to to take continuous risks against their life um, you know, where they, because most, most people 
are want to protect their life. Like they want right. to live. They don't want right. to die. Um, right. And so, but Lila kind of is missing that part of her brain. It seems like, like she doesn't, sure. she just runs right in and then okay. thinks about consequences later. And, um, and I think for her, what I was, what I realized when creating her and writing her was that she is pushing boundaries as a test of love. And mm-hmm. so she's got this innate um, requirement, I think, in her. Like, if I, if I, if the line is drawn here and I tow that line, will my family still love me? Mm-hmm. What happens if I cross that line? Would you love me still? Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, if I'm doing the right thing, but maybe not going the right way about it, would you love me? You know, is there anything I could do to stop you from loving me? And so her family has really had, you know, to kind of, you know, they've showed her that. So they've showed her that really unconditional type of love. Mm -hmm. And I think when she starts to realize like, okay, if I open up my heart to Garcia, who really struggles with who I am, what happens if I get to the point where I do something and he can't love me anymore? Is it worth risking my my heart for? And, and I think it, for me, like the spiritual element on that is to just think about how we can wake up in the morning with great intentions and we fail the Lord, we fail, Mm -hmm. we sin and we do stuff, Mm -hmm. but God still loves us. So, you know, there's not, I'm not condoning going out and purposely being sinful and like pushing those boundaries. Right. Right. But I think there's such a great, you know, such a, um, a, a, a piece of knowing that like, if we do mess up, that there is grace and mercy for us, you know, that, that came at the price of the cross. And, right. you know, I think that that, um, I don't know. I just think it's just, a, it's, I think it's a sweet message on how people in the world can demonstrate God's mm-hmm. love in a very yeah. real way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's important too, to have those moments where, um, you can see grace played out and then also see that unconditional love, because I'm sure there is going to be things that Lila does that Garcia doesn't necessarily approve of. And that fear of abandonment is, really based on that conditional love that so many mm-hmm. of us have experienced in life from one person yeah. or another. Um, and being able to have that exampled, um, uh, or that example of unconditional love where, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I don't really like what you did, but that doesn't mean I'm going anywhere. Right. You know? Right. Um, and that, like, like you said, it goes all the way to the cross, you know, and then what Christ right. did for us there and right. totally undeserved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like he loving her in spite of who she is. And, and, you know, and I, and I like that, you know, Lila does recognize that she is taking risk and that she doesn't have to push those boundaries anymore because she can rest Mm -hmm. in that, in that knowledge to know. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's pretty awesome. Cool. Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. Um, so what is the, the, you know, for readers who are wanting to read this series, do they have to start with book one? Can they start with Lila and Garcia? 
Is there an order that we should be promoting here for readers who may not have read the <laughs> SNAP agency? The SNAP. Well, so I, so it is a series, but I do mm-hmm. believe that the books can be read as standalones. However, okay. um, on when you have romance involved, especially yeah. with a team of characters, you're going to have um, some spoilers in, in that. So if mm-hmm. you were to pick up um, Blind Trust, you're going to know about Keikoa's relationship and you're going to know about Jack's relationship. So you'll have those spoilers. Plot wise, I think you're okay. Um, if I was going to recommend anybody to read any book before they read Blind Trust, it would be the novella Initium because Initium. that will wrap up that, you know, that will, that will kind of connect. So okay. if they had to grab one book and thankfully it's a novella, so it's a quick right. read. So they have time between now and and the release to to read it. (laughs) A few days, quick, get your, get your copy. Real quick. (laughs) Everybody stop right now. Go order in your gym. There you go. All right. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Initium being the novella, does that, um, would you, would that be one of those things too, that you recommend reading that before you read books one, two, and three of the series? Um, you don't have to. So I, I think what I liked about writing Initium was it's kind of a time split, which I have never done before. You're, okay. you're the famous, the famous one for this, but I wrote the story. So it shows about, um, the director, director, uh, Walsh, he is, um, it's his story and it's his story like a couple decades ago. Uh-huh. And then it goes on to like how he started this agency, like why it came to be. And okay. then it jumps forward to okay. each member being recruited into the team. So okay. I think it's a really great story to kind of give you just the tiniest bit of insight into like what was kind of a background. It doesn't tell you a bunch about the background of each character or each team member, but it gives you just a little hint that okay. I think just maybe like flavors the stories a little bit, you know, cool. little, awesome. little, a little seasoning, a little seasoning, a little right. salt and pepper for you. That little bam, bam, <laughs> bam. There we go. <laughs> a little Emeril Lagasse in the house. <laughs> oh gosh. I forgot all about him. Didn't he do a toothpaste ad too? I think he's, he would do a toothpaste he, ad. I know he does like, a cooking machine thing. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. For those of you interested in Emerald Lagasse, you can Google him. But if you're interested in following Natalie Walters, um, how would readers best get to know you and find you online? Um, I think the best place is on social media. I love hanging out there. So I'm on Instagram, Natalie Walters underscore writer. And on Facebook, Natalie Walters comma writer. Or you can go to my website, www.nataliewalterswriter.com. And you can find the social media tab. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. This was a blast. Thank you for having um, me. That pun was intended considering there's bombs in your book. So there we go. Explosive. It's It's an explosive. explosive. It's explosive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.